What is success? Google defines success as the accomplishment of an aim or purpose or the good or bad outcome of an undertaking. Example, the good or ill success of the maritime enterprise. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of self-therapy? What's up? It's Anthony, recording live and direct and alone in the Billy Shears podcast studio in lovely Milton, Ontario. Um, I haven't done self-therapy in a little while. It's been weird. That was my zipper, excuse me. Um, I haven't done self-therapy in a little while because life has been very busy. Uh, a global pandemic. Uh, you know, life with toddlers, life with a full-time gig... You know, life as a father and, you know, just life is busy. But it's not an excuse overall. It's It's been tough. It's I haven't had the motivation to sit down and record by myself because during this self-isolation time, um, I haven't really wanted to record by myself. I've, I've thrived, I've wanted, I've needed the interaction with other people. It's weird because, just to, just to get off topic for a second, when I put this studio together, I had these grand ideas of having people people over, having, sharing these great stories, dissecting these great stories and pulling out little nuances that, were, that weren't part of the story, but because I had these interesting people in the big orange comfy chairs... We were able to just have this great dialogue. And not that I can't have that over Skype, but it's not the same. Anyways, <laughs> I don't, I'm not too sure why, why, why I went that way with it, but the bottom, bottom line is I'm alone again recording the Billy Shears Podcast Studio. And hopefully, this is, hopefully you're a longtime listener that enjoys the uh, slightly self-deprecating slash slightly entertaining journal uh, of self-therapy. And if this is your first time listening, self-therapy is just an open dialogue, uh, trying to ramble through something that's on my mind to see if I can bring that to light, bring that to peace, bring that, give that, that little chip on the shoulder um, a home. And, uh, and and take it off my mind and just put it into the ether. And I hope this makes sense. Uh, full disclaimer, I am not high right now, which is uh, currently one of my favorite pastimes at this time of day. Uh, and it's new. I've only been doing it about a year. Um, but I find that it helps me, it helps me, A, relax after a long day. And it helps me get to bed, which has uh, always been an issue for me. But also it's fun. It's fucking fun. And it's it's easy and... It's just fun, but I'm not. I do. I have poured myself a drink, and uh, that's just to to, to kind of give me a, a second to to rest in between rambles. But um, enough of that. Uh, today's topic is struggling with success. So a slight backtrack. 2019 
Actually, let me a slight, a farther back, backtrack. But 2016, we started the Not After 30 podcast. Myself and Aaron Alfred, actually it was Aaron Alfred's project to start, and he just put out there, and I responded. Uh, he's my brother's step-brother-in-law, and so we had a loose friendship, but we started, and uh, we, we did for a couple months together before he decided that uh, he just didn't have the time for it, or maybe he just wasn't interested in it. Uh, but it was something that I always wanted to do, and I found a, a little bit of success. I found I was getting text messages from buddies saying, I listened to your podcast last night. It was hilarious, or I really enjoyed it. It was funny, whatever. The, my, my best one to memory is uh, my buddy Jimmy telling me that he had to pull over because he was laughing too hard listening to it in the car. Um, and that made, that made my day. That was like a little little piece of success that, that pushed me to do this more and wanted to do more. I'm always trying to reach that level of entertainment. Um, but yeah, so that, and that was always something I'd been listening to podcasts for so long. I know a lot of people are new to podcasts because it, over the last two, three years, it's really blown up. But I've been listening to podcasts for 10 years plus. And I, I found when I, when I bought uh, my first place with a friend that it was, uh, it was a form of cheap entertainment that didn't cost outside the budget that I had set for myself. And uh, to this day, it is a form of expression that doesn't cost more than that, that I set up for myself. So that, that was like the beginning of, of, of these passion projects, these little things that I said to myself that I want to do that make me feel happy. And if there's success along the way, then so be it. Fast forward from 2016 to 2019. The Not After 30 podcast wins a Canadian podcasting award. And you guys outside of Canada might be thinking it's not a big deal. You guys in Canada might be thinking, like, what is what is a, the Canadian podcast? I mean, obviously, you know what it is, but it's, it's a small independent body that looks after small independent podcasters. And we were lucky enough to win. And that, for me, was such a big deal. It was such a big deal. Not only did I have my friends and family, like my wife, Kyle, John DeNoir, Jordan, guys that I had been with for a while were there with me to enjoy it. But people who believed in the project were there. My wife, who maybe didn't necessarily believe in the project at that point, became a believer that day. So that was, that was some big success. That was, wow. Like, yes, this is amazing. Now, what came after that was I would consider a downfall. It was a fall from grace because I, I felt like my personal life and my professional life were interfering with my passion project. And that was a little bit hard for me to swallow because on this big wave of success, we were talking to actually two different bigger sponsors, not to take any away from the fine people of Superior Finish Painting, and congratulations on their recent success. Uh, they are currently the 2020 Diamond Level of Excellence P- Reader's Choice winner uh, for Best Painters in the Durham Region. Congratulations, Kyle and the great people at Superior Finch Painting. But the idea of having a, a larger sponsorship really meant success to me. And so I, I was toying with that option Things were looking interesting. Um, 
I thought to myself, this is awesome. Like this, this is success for the podcast. And those things fell through. I felt a little bit of a setback, but I always looked at the award. I'm looking at it right now. I, I, I felt so much gratitude for the people who maybe didn't support the show, but supported me, who voted. It made me feel very... Made me feel very... It made me feel like I belonged in that world. It made me feel like maybe this isn't just a platform for me to... to maybe it just wasn't a platform for me to just try something, but maybe something that I, somewhere that I belonged. And if you were like me growing up, I was kind of a floater. I, I wasn't part of the jocks. I wasn't part of the nerds. I wasn't part of the academics. I just kind of floated through all those social circles. Because for me, I always wore a lot of hats. So for me, it was never, you know, it was never just like a, a, a feeling of belonging. But that didn't bother me because I actually enjoyed that quite a bit. So the 2019 success was a big deal. And I would tell people about it. And, you know, maybe they listened, maybe they didn't, maybe it wasn't for them. I get it. You know, the, the Not For 30 podcast has a lot to offer. And the consistency isn't always there. But there's always something in your in your inbox. Like there's always Monday or Tuesday or Thursday. There's always something there for you. It may not always be NA30. It may not always be the awkward throw. Clear. It may not always be the owl. It may not always be the guys from Mustard. It may not always be whatever. But there's always something there. And that's, for me, the consistency is key there. So that was, that was, that was a great feeling, but it's also a downer. You know, I look at the rest of the 2019, you know, like a Toronto sports franchise wins a major championship, you know, like that, even though, even though, like I'm not the biggest Raptors fan, I'm a, I'm a, I would say, um, large, but not a huge Raptors fan. And I, and I would share in that glory, of course. And I mean, obviously that's not a personal success, but you feel like you're part of the team if you watch the team, you know, I just felt like. 2019 was a great year, um, but also felt like it was, it might have been setting me up for failure because in the, the following year with the podcast awards, not only didn't we win, we didn't even get nominated. And is that a good or bad thing? I don't know. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that even, even though it wasn't there, should I have felt bad? I mean, there's 4,000... Canadian podcast. There's probably a hundred thousand podcasts in the world. So should I feel? I don't know. I just it just didn't feel great. Not even to have a nod. And I mean, I felt because there was there was really good people like like David C. Boda uh, from the Starship Coconut podcast, Mark Blevis, like guys guys who who I call friends now, who who've been on the podcast, who who got nominated. In Mark's case, he, he won. You know, I, f- I felt I felt good for them, but I mean, it just wasn't the same thing, and it, it was it's probably less than it was probably less satisfying than watching the Raptors win. I mean, uh, no disrespect, of course, but when I don't know, it's just maybe it's also competition, I guess. But you know, I, at the end of the day, I'm happy for them, but it's obviously not the same. So. I don't know, I guess that's a little bit of a ramble in the weird direction, but I just felt like just felt like 2019 was a pretty awesome year.
Now, obviously, we all know 2020 is a dumpster fire. The world's been crazy. We've had all the reflection of the U.S. and all the civil, the, the civil um, outcry. Of course, the presidential election, the pandemic. I mean, I'm sure I'm missing some other things that, that were happy, that crazy that happened in 2020. Kobe died. I mean, crazy, crazy year. I get it. But in 2020, I won a Reader's Choice Award for what I do, my nine to five, my my day job. You know, arguably one of my first passions. For those who don't know, and for those who do, hold with me here. I'm a hairstylist. I've been a hairstylist since oh 2000. 2003, I finished hair school. So it's like 17 years, and then I would say um, 15 years behind the chair. Act, not an apprentice. So after school, we do two years of apprenticeship or one year if you're really good. But I did two years. But uh, it's, it's, how do I say this? Man, my heart's actually beating faster. But I never thought I would get an award like this. And I mean that. You know, I don't think I'm the best hairstylist. And sometimes I don't even think I'm a good hairstylist. But what I always strive to do is be the person behind the chair that I would want cutting my hair. And maybe that's enough to get me that that award. But then when we found out a little bit more, when we talked to the girl who was responsible for organizing everything, she told us some pretty wild things. Like she said that it was the most votes they'd ever had. And I don't know how long these Reader Choice Awards have been going on, but I'm going to assume at least 20 years. And that's like that's a pretty cool thing to hang your hat on. You know, we're a business that has been around for 42 years, and in 42 years we'd never received anything like this. I won Best Barber slash Hairstylist. Greta, a.k.a. Miss Six, who you guys heard on this podcast before, she won Best Esthetician. And, I mean, I'm year... So I'm year, I would say, 14 in my career. I think she might be year 10 in her career. Maybe maybe less, maybe 8. Um, they say to do something, to be the master of something, you need to do it for 2,000 hours, hours a year for 10 years to be a master. I would not call myself a master. I would call myself a really okay hairstylist. Um, so I don't even think I'm the best hairstylist where I work. I don't even think I'm the second best. Like, and, and maybe that's just self-deprecating. I don't think it is, but I honestly feel that way. But I always, I always want the person in my chair to feel like no matter what, I did the best job. And maybe that's what they felt. Maybe they felt sorry. I don't know what it is. Maybe they said like 2020 is crazy enough. Let's let this asshole win and see what happens. I'm. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm satisfied. I feel amazing. But I also feel kind of guilty. And this isn't some weird proclamation. This isn't some weird um, self-sabotage. I feel guilty because I, I'm, sure there's, I'm sure the other people on the ballot deserve to win. I think the people at my salon deserve to win but you know I feel a little guilty that they 
that I won and they didn't. I'm not, I'm not trying to die on the sword here. I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be someone's hero by saying that. I just, I just generally feel that way. So, it was something that even though this is like something that I may not ever win again, and maybe like I know, like I just know, there's people I used to work with that are that might have seen on my social or whatever who are just like pulling out their hair being like how did this guy who probably cuts his finger more than he cuts hair end up with a fucking award you know and and then maybe they're not wrong I don't know I just I just feel uh, not humbled's not the right word I don't feel humbled about it I feel like in disbelief I feel like it's some weird dream or a weird prank that I'm, I'm going to show up at work and they're like, actually, we miscounted or whatever. And I just I just feel a little weird by that. But I'm having a hard time coming to terms with it because what follows is kind of what spooks me. What follows is the idea that, you know, we're going to we're going to promote this because like most small businesses in 2020 right now, business isn't great. You know, there's we we're okay but we're not we're not doing what we should be doing so now we have these not hat and eye on my shoulders i have these accolades you know fuck man this is gonna sound like boohoo me the the guy who won boohoo me but just just hang out with me here for a sec now i carry the load of like the reputation i carry the load of the award so like now it's response I'm responsible for when people come through that door they're going to expect a level a diamond level of excellence and can I provide that for everybody is 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 anybody always perfect you know even assembly lines that put together any type of product 10% of those are considered lemons so then what happens what happens to my reputation when someone comes in and they're not 10 out of 10 they're not 5 stars satisfied you know what, what happens when I get that 1 star Google review you know I can already see it my haircut was okay but couldn't stop talking about this award he won <laughs> 2 stars I don't know maybe I'm looking too much into it I, I, don't, I, I don't know what to tell you guys I just this, this is what self therapy is all about let's, let's talk it out let's figure it out let's go from there I don't know I um I don't know if I've said it yet, but I'm I'm thankful and I'm happy that this happened. In 2019, I'm thankful that it happened. You know what's also crazy is that you know, like I, I love sports, I love playing sports. You know, my, my team, we were in the playoffs, um we were in the championship game and and our team got shut down. Well actually let me rephrase that. We had lost the first two games of a five game series. And then our season got shut down because the numbers were on the rise where we live. So they actually, they actually gave us three options of like, you guys can, you guys can have, uh, you guys can wait the 28 days and we'll play sometime in November. Or we can play in the spring, like next spring, and you guys can decide it before the new season starts. I can't remember what the third option was, but I'm going to have to assume that it was like, you guys are just forfeit because you're already losing two games to nothing. I mean, I said, hey, there's an option four. Why don't we just be co-champions and call it what it is? You know, uh, 
unforeseen circumstance or uncircumcised circumstance. I don't know if that one works, but... You know, fuck. I I still feel heavy about the voting. And what throws me for the voting is that we really politic at the salon. We really ask for votes. You know, I didn't... I did not create any burner accounts for this. I used the two emails that are my primary emails, my personal and my podcast email. So if they want to take one vote away from me because I voted twice, I can live with that. I, you know, I asked everybody. I even asked people that I weren't that weren't clients of mine. I asked people that I had cut their hair, but I, I know now I don't do their hair. I asked everybody to do it. And maybe that's why I feel guilty is that I reached out to this network of people. I by far don't have the most social media followers. I probably have, I don't know, 400 on my personal. I have maybe five or 600 on my Facebook. I don't know. I, I don't think it was my socials that put me over the top. But I did ask everybody. And, you know, I really felt like I needed the help. And I don't think it's outside the rules. It's Again, it's, it just ask people who I've cut their hair. so Or at least friends and family members to help me with the voting. But I don't think I went outside of anything any other active person on that would have done. <sighs> you know, it's weird. I'm supposed to start feeling better at this point of self-therapy, and I don't. I still feel a very heavy chest. I don't I don't understand what it could be. I don't understand why I can't I can't sit back, I can't put my hands behind my head, and I can't be like, fuck PA, you did it. Good on you. I just I I can't do that. I feel I still feel heavy hearted. I've not heavy hearted. I just feel like a pressure on my chest that maybe it shouldn't have been me. And I don't know why. I don't know. If you're listening to this and you have an idea, you think it is, you reach out. You can reach out at the Not After 30 Instagram page. We're really easy to find. Not After 30 Podcast Facebook page. Or if you want to be totally incognito, not after 30 podcasts at gmail.com. Let me know. Let me know why I feel like this. I'm happy. I, I'm happy for my coworkers. I'm happy for us because we finally got one. We've been kicked in the dick so many times. We finally got one. We got four. We didn't get one. We got four. And like I just I'm I'm happy, but I'm not. I'm happy, but I'm not satisfied. Now, the other thing I was thinking that could have been. And I might be out to launch on this theory too, but let me throw it out there. You know, uh, I can't remember exactly how the old phrase goes, but like, winner, winners win, and losers always talk about winning. And then there's like another phrase where like, where like you see those guys like Michael Jordan, like Michael Jordan, one of the best, if not the best. You know, my generation will say they're the goat. The next generation will say it's it's LeBron or Kobe or, or whatever, but you know Jordan just had this drive to win, and you all saw the Last Dance. Don't act like you didn't. And Jordan, you know, Jordan always he made it personal. And maybe that's what I'm doing. Maybe I'm making this personal. He always wanted to win. He yelled and screamed to get his his cohorts to to play as hard as he was and wanted as bad as he did. 
And even when he won and he won and he won, he won six times. But, you know, like, he probably, he probably would have won a seventh time if they chose to. So, so is that what I, is that what it is? Like, I just want to, I just, like, I'm already thinking about 2021. I already want to win another one. But when does, when does it become, when does it become, like, when do I become satisfied with it? I, I, I don't understand. Like, is it going to be, like, the 2019 Podcast Award where, when I don't win in 2021, am I going to feel slighted in 2020, like I did in 2020, when I didn't get nominated? Is it going to... Because, you know, like, I, don't, I don't think I'll get nominated again next year. Maybe will. I don't Maybe the slum... Maybe I'll get nominated another cat. I don't know. But will I appreciate this more in a year's time if I don't get it? Or if I do, if I do get it again, well, I appreciate this one more. Well, you always like your first more. I, I, I don't know. I, this is what I'm so curious about. This is why I don't understand why I can't just be satisfied with it. You know, like I've always said it. I've, I, I say it every chance I can. I'm a lucky guy. I'm really lucky. Not in a sense where lucky things happen to me, but I've got a great life. I've got healthy kids. I got happy kids. You know, I've got a great family. I've got a great support system around us. You know, I've got a lovely wife who always takes care of me. At least, yeah, no, she always takes care of me. I'm just kidding. But, like, I'm, I'm lucky. I've got, the, I've got good friends. I've got, like, I've got a little space that's just filled with things that I love. You know, I've got a job that I like. I don't even like my job. I love my job. Like, I've got a job I love. How many of you listening to this can say I love my job? You know, I'm lucky. I'm really lucky. But yet I still feel unsatisfied. Excuse me. So that doesn't make much sense, much sense to me. <sighs> Sorry, man. This is this is this is this is getting a little too heavy for me. This is where I need a pro to come in and be like, "Listen, PA, relax. You're fine, dude. Just fucking take a chill pill. Go smoke some dope, and then get over yourself." You know, I I love the band Oasis and. You know, I, I sometimes I get some slack for it, right? Because maybe in North America they weren't heralded like um, you know other bands of the '90s, but globally and especially in Manchester, England, where they come from, they are heroes, they're gods, demigods. And the reason why I love their music so much is because it's never it was it came out in a time where boohoo music. And sad me music was a thing. Those dudes from Nirvana, don't get me wrong, changed the music landscape. But all their fucking songs were depressing. And they're never happy songs. These guys sang about, you know, living forever. And and like they have lyrics like, you can have it all, but how much do you want it? Like, I just, I, I love it. Like, I love it. I love their message, which is like, you have to, like, Carpe diem. You have to live in the moment. You have to enjoy what you have. You have to grab it and grip it and rip it and make it yours. And that's what those guys did. They sold over 100 million albums. You know, like, they've won, they've won every award there is to win. I just, they have iconic songs. They have songs that came out 25 years ago that, that kids today who aren't even 25 years old know. It's like, it's, it's you know, like, they did, they did what they had to do. I mean, they're still making music today. Not as a band, but they're still individually making music. 
But what I love, what I love about it is that the message was always clear. The message was be bigger than you can be. You know, own what you can, like do what you can, you know, just be, like, it, it wasn't be positive. It was like, be the best. And if you're not the best, tell everyone you're the best and tell you're the best. And when you're the best, fucking let, make sure everybody knows you're the best. And I always looked up to that. You know, when I, when I was a kid, I had like, you know, like little heartbreaks, like kid heartbreaks, you know, like not talking about like relationship heartbreaks, but like, you know, you lose a championship game in baseball or like I was always on a shitty soccer team. Like, oh, my hockey team is horrible. But like all those things, we never had the big success as kids. But as an adult, I've had many successes. And I, I maybe that's why I crave this success so much. I don't I, probably that's why. But it, I mean, I'm still unsatiated. Like I'm still wanting more. So does that make me the ultimate competitor? Does that make me the ultimate um, like psychopath? Am I a psychopath because of that? Because I didn't I didn't get that when I was a kid. You know, I I always remember, and I was I, I shared in so much of this happiness. But I remember watching my brother's t-ball team, and I remember them in the championship game. And I remember it was they were down by a couple of runs, and they had this kid on the team who was like you know like everyone knows this kid like he's a little bit big for his age. He's a little bit husky, and he just happens to be fantastic at sports. He was like this little kid, Babe Ruth. And I remember watching my watch. I think my brother might have been on first or second base. And granted, this is T-ball. You know, what are you in T-ball, like 10, 8? I don't know. And I remember one of the parents asking the coach who was scorekeeping. They said, what's the score? And they go, I can't remember this kid's name. Let's, I don't know. For whatever, let's call him Aaron. He goes, we, we need Aaron to hit this out of the park. And this fucking kid on cue belts the, the ball off the tee. And they score the runs. They win the game. And it's like this great moment in Dave's, <laughs> Dave's history, right? And they win the championship. And I remember cheering and being so happy for them. And it was just been so... And I, but I also f- remember feeling like, man, I wish my team... Like, I wish my team did that. You know, I, I had that moment of instant... Uh, envy, envy, maybe that's the word, but like I, you know, it was a moment that I would have wanted to. So I remember, I remember seeing that and being, I mean, obviously happy for them and obviously cheering, jumping up and down like a little kid would. I probably would have been like 13 at the time, but I just remember, you know, wanting that and not ever having, having that. So maybe, I don't know. So maybe that's why, why I am the way I am now. I don't know, maybe that's it. Maybe that's where we end this thing. <sighs> okay, so I'm going to do something I've never done before. And I'm going to play some music at the end of this podcast. And it's going to be an Oasis tune. And um, I don't know which one it's going to be yet, but I'm going to find one that fits. And I hope you guys enjoy. Also, um, I just want to put it out there. If, if you guys like this type of a podcast where we're kind of just deep diving into feelings about one I really want to share two podcasts that you guys might like one is Mark My Words Mark Blevis his personal journal it's much shorter it's much more decisive way better um, uh, use of the English language as well as Scarborough Dude Uh, you guys have heard me talk about Ken a couple times he really does a great podcast. It's just, it's really good. 
It's really reflective, and I really like it. And Ken, if you're listening, and Mark, if you're listening, I not only respect, but I really honor what you guys do because you guys have been doing it for a long time, and I also think you guys are great at it. So congrats to you guys for your longevity. Okay, um, well, with that being said, the Not After 30 podcast has lots to offer. Um, check out anything, share, please rate and review. Uh, and if you're gonna, if you're gonna rate, please be nice, cause uh, yeah, as as you know, uh, my feelings get hurt easily. But uh, if you if there's something that you guys want to hear that you guys may not hear through the pod right now, let us know. Um, I'm hoping to do some stuff with Jesse Ball Walker coming up soon. Uh, maybe some sports related things. And um, yeah, I guess I'm just rambling at this point. Hit the music, old man. <laughs>